In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. There's a phrase that I've seen on social media and heard in other places that is supposed to point at the fact that somebody realized something that was glaringly obvious all along. People will say, I was today years old when I realized X, Y, or Z. And the one that was probably most prominent not long ago was, um, at least for me, was I was today years old when I realized the restaurant chain Arby's that sold roast beef, the Arby's stood for roast beef. (laughs) It was there all along. I was today years old when I, some of you are sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, I'm today years old before I realized that Arby's sold roast beef and stands for roast beef. These are epiphanal moments. (laughs) These are moments of revelation. This is uh, the season of epiphany. This is the season after the epiphany. Uh, It's a season that's meant to be a season of aha moments, moments of realization. And maybe, um, maybe a little bit more importantly than what Arby's stood for, Uh, This is a season in which we find uh, aha moments of God revealing to God's people who God is and what God's all about. And so we find ourselves, the the 12th day of Christmas was a couple of days ago, and the day after the 12th day of Christmas is the Feast of the Epiphany. And the Feast of the Epiphany is celebrated uh, with the wise men arriving from the east, The Magi, if you notice in our creche, they're here. They've made it. And so as we enter into the season, the first revelation in the season of Epiphany, the first aha moment was that Jesus came into the world not just for a people, but for all people. The Epiphany with the wise men is that these Gentiles from far off, from an area around where we would say is Iran, have come to pay homage to this new king. That Jesus was even for them. That Jesus is even for everyone. And this is an aha moment for creation. Somewhere there was somebody that said, you know, I was today years old when I realized that the wise men meant that God was for all of us, not just for a people, but for all people. And so this first Sunday after the Epiphany is always the baptism of our Lord. It's one of the the four feast days of the year set aside for baptism, and thanks be to God, little Cal will be made a, a saint in our church in a little while. And so in this morning's gospel, we hear another aha moment, another epiphany, another revelation. And there are two sort of levels of this revelation in this morning's gospel. There's the overt revelation, and then there's the implied, the implicit, the um, intuitive revelation, uh, which we will get to in just a second. The 
overt revelation comes when Jesus comes out of the water and God proclaims over him, this is my son, the beloved. Just as Jesus was coming out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove on him and the voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved, with whom I am well pleased. The epiphany, the revelation, the aha moment for the world comes in this overt profession that Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is God's beloved. Mark is setting up for us the expectation from the start that this is the one for whom we have all been waiting. This is the moment. It's happening. And in a beautiful way, we get a sort of echo of other points in Scripture, one of which we heard Andrea read at the, earlier this service, uh, the beginning of Genesis. And what's really neat about this, the reason we read that reading this morning is because there are Trinitarian echoes between that reading and the Gospel reading. In the beginning when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the waters. Another word for wind is wind. The, the, the word ruach is also spirit. So while the spirit of God swept over the face of the waters, and then God spoke and said, let there be light, and there was light. The word was there, active in the beginning, as all things were spoken into existence through the Word. So you have God, the Creator, and God, the Spirit, and God, the Word, working over the waters to bring light and life to the world. It says, John said in the beginning of his gospel, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him, not one thing came into being. <clears throat> So there in the first chapter of Genesis, we have God the Father, God the Word, and God the Wind, the Spirit. And through this, we all came into being. Which brings us back to Mark's reading this morning. As Jesus, the Word, comes up out of the water, the Spirit, the Wind, the Ruach, meets him there, and God proclaims that this is God's beloved. And it is happening over the water the way it did in Genesis 1. It's a cosmic moment. It's one of the only few that you find in all four Gospels. Jesus' baptism, the crucifixion, there aren't many that are in all four Gospels. So it's important to see the significance of what is happening at that moment on a cosmic level. And this is important to keep in mind as we turn our attention now to the intuited epiphany in this morning's gospel. Sinless, perfectly loving, God incarnate that was there in the beginning of all creation, Jesus, our Jesus, gets in line with sinners for John's baptism. From a logistical standpoint, Jesus had no business in that line. He stood among sinners and the broken, 
he need not be there, but he got in line with those who were waiting for a repentance, a baptism of repentance. And Jesus stepped down into the muddy Jordan River, a river that's little more than an irrigation ditch. And he waded out into the mud and stands shoulder to shoulder with John. And sinless, perfectly loving God incarnate allows John to baptize him. This is the second epiphany in this morning's gospel. That we have a God that shows us that he is for us. He is not only the God that, come, that, that came into our midst, but a God that will stand with us in our sinfulness and in our brokenness. In doing so, not only does Jesus identify with us, but he pulls us into being identified with him. And so this is one of the most important epiphanies about who God is that we can receive. This means that none of us have to be worthy for God to be with us. I've had conversations with people who didn't feel like they were worthy enough to come to church. I've spent time in my ministry with people who have made mistakes and weren't sure if they were worthy of a relationship with God. We don't have to resolve our sins and mistakes before being in relationship with God. Jesus stands in line with the broken people seeking a baptism of repentance from John. I have found that both in many conversations, I have found in both the many conversations I've had with people over the years and in my own experience, that when we reach a point at which we have nowhere else to turn, maybe when we feel the least worthy, calling out for help is the most sincere and holy prayer that we can offer and it is the place that God promises to meet us. You are not alone. You are not alone and you never will be. This is true of our failures, our losses, our disappointments, our addictions, and our mistakes. You will never be alone. This is true when you lose your job, your spouse, a friend, your reputation, loved ones, self-respect. God is for you and God is always with you. This is the epiphany. The God of all creation gets in line with sinners like you and me. Stands with us, walks with us, wraps us up in his love and promises never to let us go. This is the beauty of what we're about to do in a few moments at this font. Because Jesus is baptized in a baptism like ours, we are, baptiz we are baptized in a baptism like his. And when we, when we come out of those waters where we have been buried with Christ, we are wrapped up in the same promise spoken over Jesus in, him, in his baptism. We are proclaimed as God's beloved with whom he is well pleased. In baptism, we find that God's grace and love is for all. It's one of the great epiphanies of this season. 
baby cow is about to receive this gift, even though he can do nothing to earn it or deserve it or even to accept it. One thing I said to Cal's parents, and I always make sure to say to parents when we are preparing for baptism, is that because of this thing that God will do in our midst, Cal will never be alone. He is once and for all being given the light of Christ, and that light will never leave him. This is the word that was in the beginning, but it is also the light that stood with sinners on that muddy bank and stands with us and all that life brings our way. So I hope today, or today years old, when you hear this good news, that God is for all, God is for you, and you will never be alone. It is an audacious promise and a most miraculous gift. Let us now turn to this miracle that is about to take place.